Someone asked me, Dr. Marshall, what does the word fetus mean? What is a fetus? People typically, when they find out they're pregnant, you know, a young, recently married woman doesn't call her mom and say, guess what, mom? I have a fetus inside of me. In fact, usually we hear the term fetus in medical discussions or when there's debate uh, on the A word, on abortion. People say, oh, it's just a fetus. It's not a baby. It's not a real person. Is that a proper use of the word fetus? So today I'm going to use the original Latin. Fetus is a Latin word. Also, it's etymological root in Greek. And we're going to find out today what the word fetus means. And then I'm also going to go through the 20th, 21st century medical usage of fetus as distinct from embryo. Okay, so that's today's show. And um, for those of you that are new, we always begin the show with a prayer and we do it in Latin. It's especially appropriate today because we're going to be talking about a Latin quite a bit. So let's go ahead and get started. And I'll put the words up on the screen so you can follow along. Oremus in nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Patro noster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, navenia regnum tuum, fia voluntas tuas, ut in cello et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et debite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimittimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Uh-oh, what happened there? Oh, wrong screen. Okay. What is a fetus? And should we even be using the word fetus? Is it dehumanizing? Well, the word fetus is Latin, comes into English and many other languages, the word means, and I have it on the screen up here, the young while in the womb or egg, tending to mean vaguely the embryo in the later stage of development. And we'll see that in just a moment. From the Latin fetus, often incorrectly using the diphthong there of the O-E. You see this kind of in the Commonwealth, uh, UK, Canada. The bearing or hatching of young a bringing forth, pregnancy, childbearing, offspring, from suffix form of the P-I-E is not a pie, it's the Proto-Indo-European root, I don't even know how to properly pronounce this, ye, meaning to suck, to pull up nourishment, all right, so that is the origin, that is the meaning of the word fetus, it is the life in the womb or in the egg. And in Latin, I looked up a few instances, uh, fetus can refer to, of course, a human baby in the womb before birth. Uh, actually, I think there's a couple times where it actually even refers to a newly born baby just out. But it also, of course, refers to animals, uh, animals of pregnancy, their offspring in the womb, to birds in the egg to lizards in the egg and then interestingly enough even 
two newly shooting plants when the shoot comes out of the seed and begins to grow up out of the earth. That also is fetus in Latin. Now, it's related and it's... All right, we lost the signal, but we're back. It's etymologically related to the Greek word phyton or phyto. And that refers to a plant or a growing thing. And here are some examples. Greek word. This reminds me, by the way, of you ever seen my big fat Greek wedding where the Greek daddy's always bragging about how awesome Greece is and the Greek language and the Greek Orthodox Church. Well, he also plays this game that I'm about to play. Give me any Greek word. Here it is. Give me a word. Any word. And I show you how the root of that word is Greek. Okay, so that's what we're doing today. So the first word we have up here is phytoplankton. This is two Greek words. Phyto, plant, plankton, like a plank, made to wander or drift. So phytoplankton are, are vegetation that drift around. You've also got a xerophyte. What is a xerophyte? Zero, zeros, means dry like zero scaping. And then you have that word fight again, which means plant or grow something that can grow in very dry weather, usually in a desert climate. All right. So that whole idea of a phyton, a growing plant, something that is taking nourishment and then developing and growing. That's the Greek idea. But in the Latin, it's the fetus. And it's the same Indo-European root. It's the idea of developing, growing by taking in nourishment. And what do human babies do? They attach to the uterine wall and they take in nourishment from the mother, from her uterus. So let's look at the scientific usage before we get more into the philosophical. I think... Yeah, this is it right here. Okay. You have the fertilized egg. That's when a sperm meets with the ovum. Interestingly, this word sperm actually is the Greek word. If we're going to do it again, here it is. Give me a word. Any word, and I show you how the root of that word is Greek. Okay, so the word sperm literally is seed. So, for example, like, you know, the parable in the Bible where Jesus talks about the man who goes out and sows seed on four different types of ground. He's, in the Greek there, it's, talk, it, it's the word related to the word sperm, right? So the sperm is the seed. It comes to the ovum. Ovum is a Latin word for egg. So the seed, to use all the English, goes into the egg, and that is what we believe to be conception, what God defines to be human conception. Everything along the way after that is a development. There are no hard lines after that. Okay, well, now it's this and now it's that. Now, as you see on the screen, science, scientists do put up different stages of development, but I thought it was interesting. I was looking at 
Uh, let's see here. I got to unlock this. Just a moment. I was looking at Wikipedia on this, and I thought their introductory paragraph was insightful. It says, a fetus is the unborn offspring that develops from an animal embryo. Following embryonic development, the fetal stage of development takes place. In human prenatal development, fetal development begins from the ninth week after fertilization, or the 11th week of gestational age, and continues until birth. And then get this. This is why I'm sharing it. Prenatal development is a continuum with no clear defining feature distinguishing an embryo from a fetus. However, a fetus is characterized by the presence of the major body organs, though they will not yet be fully developed and functional and some not yet situated in their final anatomical location. End quote. So it's a continuum. Now, to go back to this chart, you probably saw this uh, as a young person. So we've got the conception at the beginning here. We have the two stage where it splits. It goes four, it goes eight, it goes 16. Once it's a, a colony and there's what they call cleavage happening. Cleavage is the division, right? You have a blastocyst. You may have heard that term. And then what's interesting is this chart actually contradicts what's in Wikipedia I've seen various things. I've seen some people saying a fetus starts at four weeks. Some people say eight weeks. Some people say 10 weeks. The consensus tends to be around eight to 10. So if you're talking with a scientist about these distinguish, distinguishing levels here, even though it is a continuum, an embryo is up until around eight-ish weeks. And the fetus is from eight-ish weeks until 40 weeks until birth. So fetus is that whole continuum of what does fetus mean? Sucking in, bringing in, taking in nourishment. Of nourishing as the baby grows, develops, all the organs are developed, situated, and then the baby is born. That's the scientific, the scientific understanding of what a fetus is. Now, is a fetus alive? Is the fetus a human person? That's the big debate, isn't it? We as Christians, as a Catholic, it's settled simply in the sacred scriptures. Here are three verses. I could pull out more. There are dozens of verses. But if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you believe in the Bible, this just settles it. Like there's no more debate after this. So Genesis 25, 22, you can't get any older than Genesis. It says, but the children struggled in her womb. And she said, if it were to be so with me, what need was there to conceive? And she went to consult the Lord. So here, the children struggle in her womb. Already by 20 weeks, sometimes even a little before, my wife, and maybe your wife, or if you're a woman and you're a mother, you could feel the movement of the baby, even by 20 weeks, if not earlier. Sometimes you even see the little footprint sticking out a little bit. That 
child has a DNA that is distinct from the mother. So all the organs of the mother have the mother's DNA. That's her body. But the baby's body has a different DNA that's been influenced by the father. So when someone says, my body, my choice, well, you're talking about my body, which is everything that has your DNA. That's your body. But in the case of the little one, that body, that little body has his or her own DNA, even has his or her own sex, male or female, his or her own eye color. Everything is already there and it's distinct in DNA from the mother. It is truly a child, a person. The next verse, uh, which goes with the third verse, is Luke. It's from Luke chapter 1. As you remember the Blessed Virgin Mary when she was pregnant with Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man, even in the womb, she went to visit her kinswoman, her cousin, St. Elizabeth. And when the Blessed Virgin Mary came to the home of St. Elizabeth, she greeted Elizabeth. And here's what it says in Luke chapter 1. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. What do we see here? Mary's salutation is used by Jesus Christ in her womb to communicate graces from Jesus through Mary to Elizabeth to the baby. The baby, by the way, is St. John the Baptist. And the baby leaps in her womb. The next verse, Luke 1, just three verses later. For behold, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. That's St. John the Baptist. So if you're a Christian, you, you can't just, I mean, fetus is a Latin word and it refers to a, a stage, the later stage of development. But you can't say that's just a fetus. Can you? No. Even in the Latin understanding, if we go all the way back before Christianity, the idea that a, a baby bird in the egg is a bird and the baby squirrel in the uterus of the mama squirrel is also has squirrelness to it. It has an essence. It has a nature. The baby in the womb of the human mother has humanness, the essence and the nature of being human. There is a connection in the species from mother to child. And while the child is in that safe environment, as it is being a fetus, what does fetus mean again? It means to suck, to draw, to bring in nourishment into itself. While it's doing that, it's truly human. Because you know what? Today, I also had to draw in nourishment. Now, I do it in a much more advanced way. I'm a grown man. So if I want to eat something, I have to prepare it, cook it, set it all up. Nourishment. Little ones can't do that. That's the way God designed it. They need to be in the safety of their mother's womb. And that's where they bring in their nourishment. And then when they're born, guess what? In antiquity, there wasn't formula. We are mammals. The child continues to literally nurse. To nur nurse means nourish. 
to take in the mother's milk for nourishment. That is the whole point. That's exactly how God designed it. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's a good thing. And it's a holy thing. So you hear this argument. Some people will say, well, the baby is not viable out of the womb. Therefore, it's not human. That's not a good argument. I've had eight kids. Uh, a one-year-old is not viable out of the womb. You take a one-year-old and leave him alone for a week, he's probably not going to make it. Or a five-month-old. I mean, we might even say a 16-year-old, but I don't want to get into that. What does viable mean? And then what about handicapped people or older people who can no longer lift a spoon to their mouth? They're no longer viable outside the womb. Did they lose their personhood? Did they lose their humanness, their human nature, their human es essence? Of course not. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, what is the word fetus? What does it mean? Literally, in Latin, it means a preborn or recently born offspring of a plant, of a bird, of an animal. Of a human. That's what it means. In science, it goes back to this. Eight or ten weeks. That's what scientists are going to call a fetus. Before that, they're going to call it an embryo. So you got an embryo up to eight weeks, and then you got a fetus after that. But, like Wikipedia said, it's all a continuum. There is no graduation ceremony for when an embryo becomes a fetus. It's slow. I mean, we're talking about the growth of cells. Grow, 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 grow. More cells, more cells, more cells. There's not like all of a sudden when there's like they finish, they hit a finish line and then they hit, do something else. And that's, I think, one of the most difficult things when someone says it's just a fetus or it's not a human or whatever. Anytime that happens, they say this is not a human person. Just say, well, when does, when does, I'm going to use scare quotes here, it become a human? And 95% of the time, the person's going to not have an answer. What they really want to do is defend abortion. But if you try to get scientific with them and say, well, where is it? It's a continuum, but you're saying that there's some trigger along the way. What is the trigger that switches, that makes it human? They don't have an answer. And the more we have sonograms and the more we have research, we realize life begins at conception. It's a continuum. When, ideally, in God's plan, a married man with his married wife enter into the nuptial embrace and conceive in love for one another, that right there, the two become one flesh. And that one flesh actually becomes a new human person. That's the beauty of it. That's the way God made it. Maybe shocking to you, but God created the male genitalia and the female genitalia to fit together in order to procreate children. That's the whole point of it. I know in our culture, that's kind of a crazy idea. I might have just poof, blown your mind. 
by saying that, but that's actually why God created the male body parts and the female body parts so that they would fit together and procreate children. That's the point of it. And that procreation begins when the sperm and the egg come together. That's when we know now from science, that's when the DNA for that unique person is produced. No one will ever be before or after you will ever be that DNA. Unless you're a monozygotic twin. I have, I have daughters who are that way. They have the same DNA. That's a whole mystery in itself. So I think, you know, when we are talking with one another, uh, we talk about babies in the womb. You know, if, if my neighbor says, oh, my wife's pregnant, I wouldn't, you know, hand him a cigar and say, congrats on the fetus. Uh, that'd be kind of weird. That's cold. Right? So we do talk about a baby. But we also need to know what the word fetus means. And fetus does not mean non-human, non-person, or anything like that. Fetus refers to the, to the fact of nourishment and being alive. You know, rocks don't need nourishment because they're not alive. But birds and fishes and humans, they do need nourishment because they are alive. So, in a way, by say, saying fetus, you're saying something is alive and it needs nourishment. It's not dead. It's not a cancer. It's not a part of your body. It is something unique and different. All right. Okay. Well, if you like this video and you learned something, you got to get give me the thumbs up. Right now, we don't even have half the people doing thumbs up. Come on. You guys got to drive the likes up. Hit the thumbs up. We got two people with the negative downturn thumbs up. I don't know why they gave the negative. Maybe. Well, maybe I know. But let's go ahead and mash that like. Also, if you're new to this channel, uh, share it. Share it on Facebook, Twitter. But most importantly, you're going to want to subscribe and get more info. Where we go deep. Where we get into the Latin. Where we get into the Greek. Where we get into the history. Where we get into the analogies. Where we get into the scriptures like we did today. Looking at Genesis. Looking at St. Luke's Gospel. So make sure you are subscribed and hit the bell and that will notify you of future shows. One of the things that we can do that we're blessed to do is to pray. And today we're going to pray the Ave Maria, the Hail Mary, which is the prayer that derives from the meeting of St. Elizabeth and the Blessed Virgin Mary in Luke chapter 1. In fact, the prayer is word for word sacred scripture. Some evangelicals, some Protestants are like, why are you saying a Hail Mary? It comes from the Bible. We're quoting the Bible. So we're going to do that right now. And as we do, we're going to do it in Latin. Oremus. Nomine Patris et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in molieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or pranobis peccatoribus, nunc editor mortis nostre. Amen. Nomine Patris et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right. Well, it was a joy assembling all that information, getting the Latin, getting the Greek, getting the scriptures. I hope you liked it. If you do, give it the like, thumbs up. And uh, in your conversations with people, two takeaways. Number one, when someone says, that's just a fetus, you should say, what is a fetus? 
and then sit back, what's a fetus? They won't know. They won't know. They won't be able to find it. And then you can say, don't be a smarty pants. Don't be a jerk. But uh, you can say at the cocktail party, well, fetus is actually a Latin word. It comes into English in the uh, 14th century. And uh, it denotes the bringing in of nourishment. And it can refer to plants, animals, or humans. It's actually related to the Greek word phyto, which is the word for growth and for uh, vegetables and plants. Most people don't know that. The second thing you can do is when people say, oh, it's just a fetus, it's not a human. You can say, the next part of the conversation is, well, when do you believe that the quote-unquote fetus becomes a human? And then probably they don't have an answer for that. I'm going to do a second video on when does life begin, and I'm going to look at some of the objections. The most common objection you're going to hear is from Christians and from Jewish people who believe that life begins when the baby takes his or her first breath. And they'll say in Genesis, God breathed his spirit into Adam, and that's when he came alive. So and not until a baby breathes his or her first breath is that baby alive or human, which is a very peculiar philosophy. And I'm going to talk about that from a scientific point of view and also from a biblical and philosophical point of view and with Thomas Aquinas. And I might, yeah, I will talk about delayed insolment, which is something that Thomas Aquinas teaches and a lot of people misunderstand. So that being said, what do you, what do you want to do? You want to subscribe. You can do that in the right corner and hit the notification bell. So when I do that show, you'll be notified and you won't miss it. All right. Until next time, remember our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and God speed.